Bitcoin. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, 11 o'clock hour, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Coming up on 5 past the hour of 11 o'clock, Trent and I take you until noon. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. And about a half an hour from now, we lock him in uh, every Wednesday at 11.35-ish throughout the college football season. He's uh, the Sporting News is one of their uh, columnists on uh, college football. One of the guys that, uh, well, taught me certainly as much as uh, he possibly could. Uh, Kenny White from Las Vegas. If you've seen, perhaps seen Kenny on 60 Minutes, Fox Sports, ESPN. He was setting lines at some of, of Las Vegas's biggest sports books in his mid twenties. And he joins the program, KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, Trent and Ken, I'm doing great. Uh, getting ready for this, uh, football season right now. Got a nice little taste this past weekend with, I say, four games because it was two nights, uh, FCS contests as well. So, yeah, let, let's go. Let's kick it off on Thursday. Indeed. So let's go back to last weekend. And what did you learn, perhaps? Because, you know, you always go back, right? You, you What you got wrong or what you got right, you you make adjustments as the season goes on. Uh, Florida-Miami, let's start there. What did you learn about those two schools that you can use going forward? Yeah, great question, because, Ken, it, it, it's all about adjustments uh, week in and week out and just trying to get the best I say power rating because that's what I use. It's all about power rating. So I want to adjust it. I want to make sure that I have the strongest ratings I can. So what I learned is, you know, Miami came out with a great game plan with their quarterback. They, they, they dink and dunk downfield. They were short, quick passes. But, you know, they didn't have much in the game plan after that. Uh, I thought Florida outplayed Miami in this football game. Uh, four turnovers to one. They had a 7-3 lead in the first quarter, about 10 minutes in, and they were driving right through Miami. They were going to go right in the end zone and make it 14-3, to and they fumbled. That gave Miami confidence, the turnover chain, the team's going crazy. Um, and that's the reason why Miami stayed in the game, because turnovers, uh, yards per play, Florida had 5.7, Miami 4.6. So it's a huge difference in the yards per play category. Miami had a lot of penalties, 14 penalties. You know, very undisciplined team. So I actually dropped Miami of Florida's power rating a point and a half. Um, I, I, I felt that, you know, Jaron Williams could be as good as Tate Martell, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. I don't think he is. And I don't think Tate Martell's as good as Tate Martell was right now either. I think he's got some uh, some mental issues right now throwing the football. So so the Miami's a little bit short, I think, right now in the quarterback situation. Their defense is good. And Florida, I raised Florida up a half a point. I think their defense is, is far better than uh, – uh, what I thought they were, but uh, this is this is a good football team. Kenny, good to talk to you again, Trent here, and uh, go from week zero now to week one. We all get excited. It's the first week, and you want to just start firing at all kinds of games. <laughs> there, there's right. depth chart decisions and injuries that we're hearing about. Alabama had another linebacker injury that came out here today. What's your perspective on week one? Is it? Do you feel that there's more value there, less value when you get ready for this one? Because we all want to fire. What do you think about the first full week of college football? You know, guys, I, I was amazed to hear this uh, figure from the Game and Control Board that over the last 10 years, casinos in Nevada have won as much money in the month of September than mm-hmm. they have 
combined in the month of October and November. Wow. I thought it would be completely opposite. So they, their biggest month is September. And I feel September is the best betting month because the work that I've done, I feel like I'm ahead of the line. I'm ahead of, I'm ahead of the general public. So um, I, I have an advantage in September, but it seems like most people don't. They lose in September. Everybody gets better in October and November, which I was kind of surprised at. I thought the line gets more difficult, but that's what the Nevada game and control numbers are uh, are showing right now. Isn't that interesting, Kenny? Because I've talked to you know many pros uh, who who bet on sports in Nevada, and they tell me that once college basketball gets here. They they can they're licking their chops in anticipation of November because the books haven't done their homework. They're so ensconced in football, if you will, that you can really beat up the books in the month of November when it call when it comes to college basketball. Have you seen that over the years uh, being the case? One hundred percent. I'm the, I'm one of those guys licking my chops in November because you're right. The line is very very weak early in the year. You do have problems with some coaches not really. You know, trying that hard at the beginning. They're trying to get their team to peak at the right time. So they play a lot of players, too many in their rotation. They're trying to figure out their rotation. So, you know, good teams may not cover big spreads. Uh, just because of that fact, they're going to play a lot of guys. But, uh, yeah, I, I do love the first month of college basketball. And even in, even into, um, December is, is a good month. Um, college basketball probably is the best sport to bet. Cause there's 351 teams or 350 teams now. It's, it's just too many teams for the, for the bookmaker to really keep up with. Like you said, they're really concentrating on football because that's 50% of their overall handle. Well, Kenny, as we get ready for the start and Florida, Miami, their numbers along with Arizona, Hawaii off the board for win totals. But as numbers have changed, certainly we've seen the juice change in a lot of these over-under win totals for the year. Anything still out there that you like, or is everything in your mind too picked over to to take a last-second jitch here at a win total for some college football teams? Yeah, a couple. You know, uh, one one is I think there's still value on it. It's it's this is one of the few totals that's actually gone opposite of me. So there are some differing opinions, but I like Air Force under. Mm-hmm. Uh, this number has gone up. I don't. I think Air Force has got a, a too difficult of a schedule here this season to to make any hay um, and then they've, they've been down a little bit the last couple of years. So um, I a very well coached football team. Love Troy Calhoun, but you know, off two back to back five and seven seasons, I have them winning 6.7 games. They're winning to a seven and a half over money. They've got to win eight games to beat me. That's about the only one. Can I have 30 win totals before my magazine came out? And I think I think people are liking the magazine a little bit because every one of those totals have actually moved my way, and and, and more than a half a game, some have moved a full win. Oh, that's unbelievable. It's more than the magazine, too, folks. It's all online. And Kenny, it's not just you like you have to have this prior to the season starting because it's useless after that. That is absolutely not the case. We'll save that for the end. Uh, Kenny, so Alabama's had a couple of blows. We don't know Tua if he's 100%. They've lost, they lost one of their inside linebackers earlier this year. Now their best linebacker, one of their best defensive players, Dylan Moses, is out for the year. So when you lose two, you know, two marquee names off a defense at a marquee school, and or is it is it plug and play? Well, Saban will just plug in another five star to replace the five star that got hurt. But do you adjust based on injuries to significant players? No, I, yeah, I adjust to all, and and I power rate every player out, so I have an above average power rating on each player. 
Um, Alabama's no drop-off. Uh, Mikhail Benton will step in at middle linebacker for them. Uh, he's got a chance to be an All-American. He's a redshirt sophomore, 6'2", 235. He's got great speed, great tackling ability, and this kid's going to be in a, He may end up being an All-American, stepping in. He was the second-string guy. So uh, they, they just reload, as we've seen, 46 players drafted in the last five years, 11 guys they've lost in the first round, 15 in the first two rounds just over the last three years. They just continue to be the best team in football. They, they're, they're, their record is amazing. With all those losses and the schedule they play, they're 41-3 in the last three years. They just don't lose. And, and Saban, coming off a year where he loses his bowl game, he wins 95% of his games the next year. He probably wins close to 95% of his games anyway, but yeah. he's, he's, he's ultra-focused the year after a bowl loss. Hey, Kenny, on the local level, Iowa State, they open up with Northern Iowa, FBS versus FCS game. Lines are starting to trickle out. Those are usually later in the week unless they're looking offshore. 18 and a half, 19, the numbers we're hearing here and seeing in the state of Iowa. And Iowa opens with Miami of Ohio. You see anything in those games? I know we talked a couple weeks ago about that game uh, with the Red Hawks and the Hawkeyes, but anything you're seeing with our in-state teams this week that you're looking to make a bet on? You know, I, I love Iowa State. I'm, I've mentioned that. I, I have Iowa State at 10 to 1, uh, ticket on them at 10 to 1 to win the, win the Big 12 conference. And um, Brock Purdy, I think, is the real deal. This kid's just a, a winner. He's a leader. Um, he, he's ranked in one of my top 15 quarterbacks in the country. I love Matt Campbell. I'll put him in the top 10 coaches in the country. I think Iowa State's got a great chance to, to, to win the Big 12. They may lose to Oklahoma at Oklahoma. That'll give them revenge in the championship game when they play them. I think that line will be only about six or seven when they play. But this first weekend, they played Northern Iowa. Obviously, Northern Iowa, Mark Farley's been there forever. He's always got a fundamentally sound football team. He is lacking a little bit of production coming back on the offensive side. His defense it should be strong because that's always their staple. So I think this will be a competitive game early, but Iowa State just has too much talent. I think the line should be about 21, 21 and a half. Uh, in that range, and I think Iowa State will win by three touchdowns. But I think the, I think the number in that game is is just right. I think if Iowa State wanted to, and they had to win by four touchdowns, they probably could do it. But uh, that's because they'll wear down Northern Iowa late in the game. Maybe a good bet is on this one. Take Northern Iowa in the first half. You might get mm. make it fourteen points, thirteen, fourteen points. Because you know that defense is going to keep them in the game. Interesting. Do you like one game more than uh, more than the others this weekend, Ken? Have you got one play? Yeah, if, if there was one play, I'd go to the window and just make one. It actually would be a total, and it's on Thursday night. It's my best total, I think, of the weekend. Uh, UCLA goes to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. These two played last year to a 25-17 football game. Um, uh, Cincinnati's head coach, Luke Bickle, came from Ohio State. He was a defensive coordinator there for 11 years. He's a defensive guy, very conservative on, on offense. They ran at 65% of the time last year. They've got their top four running backs, their top four rushers back, and they love to run and ground the, ground the football after grind that clock out. UCLA, you know, we got Chip Kelly. He loves to run the football as well, and he's got a great running back in his stable. I think you're going to see a uh, defensive battle in this football game. UCLA had to improve on defense. That was the one big you know, mark they took last year was the negative uh, poor defense. That's the one thing they tried to improve on. So I think they're going to look for a big defensive game in week one. So under uh, the total was open 60, which was completely ridiculous. It's down to 58, but I think you'll see this drop even further. Interesting. KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, it's, you don't have to buy this book in advance of the season, right? Well, it's a good thing you do that, but it's good all year long. 
got all the FCS ratings in it uh, for every team. That's how I knew a little bit about Northern Iowa because I, I study all these teams as well because the big boys play them. Um, and anybody you go to the website, Ken, I've got a prediction model that should be up today that will upgrade the ratings every week after every game. So it'll give you the updates and it'll give you the projected final scores of every team in the country. Forty nine ninety nine for college. There is an NFL where you can purchase them both together. Is that right? Yeah, you can do both together. Sixty nine ninety nine. That's for the entire year. You get twelve months. So this time next year, in August to begin the season, you'll have my power ratings. Um, for the beginning of the season in the first week of August. You'll know who's good and who's not then. KennyWhiteSports.com. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Great. Enjoy the games, guys. Uh, best of luck, and thanks for having me on. Okay, take care. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com uh, is good of an insider. I mean, guys, guys set the line in most of the, a lot of the Vegas properties before sports wagering exploded like it did. A guy that knows... The, the little nuance things about well, it, too. Well, we threw out the Alabama linebacker. He's up for the year. Yeah. Boom. The, the replacement. Here's where he's from here. Here's how tall he is here. So much he, he has a sheet on everybody. On everybody. Every player. Zach Spears. Yes. You, you had that one. I mean, talk about the Iowa State UNI game, and he's talking mm-hmm. about Mark Farley and, and what they returned defensively. We talked about that earlier. Eight starters back. This is a guy in Vegas. He knows that Northern Iowa has eight <laughs> starters back on defense. I think that says a lot Homework right there. Homework done. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a stab, Trent and I are, before we get to uh, Bill Bender. Do you want to do this? you want to take a look at Iowa today and Iowa State tomorrow? Go, you and I go on record. On record. Well, we'll be one-twelfth of the way through Iowa State then when we get to tomorrow, because we'll have to make a prediction on the game today for Iowa. But yes, mm-hmm. yes. Hawkeyes today, mm-hmm. That's good Cyclones point. tomorrow. Our time-wise, we don't have much time. Season predictions. Right. So we'll, we'll put this in here. Go through the 12 games, yep. 13 games, 14, 15 games, <sighs> national championship. Well, you see it different than I do, apparently. Okay, we, we will, will see. Uh, we'll come back. We'll do that for the Hawks today. We'll do the clones tomorrow. Bill Bender at 1140. We keep pushing him back because I'm feeling this to go long. It's Miller and Condon, uh, 17 minutes after 11, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. What a great song. It is a good tune. I love this time of year, Trent. This is this is why we do this, right? Yes, yes. Get through the summer and here we Indeed. are. Time to make our official predictions well, for the year. I have a feeling that Hawkeye Nation is not going to be too fond of the old man in the building after this. Oh, really? I just don't see it the way a lot do, Trent. Last year you had them six and six. And they finished seven and five. Well eight and four. Eight and four. In the regular season. That's right. Missed it by two. And then nine and four after yes. the bull victory. And the so I Iowa missed Invitational. Last year. I missed last you year. You missed last year. Yeah, I missed everything last year. I was awful in football last well, year. Well, you had the NFL right. Yeah, Jacksonville and Atlanta. Right. That was a hell of a Super it, Bowl. It was a great game. Right. right. No, we Bad actually call. got a terrible Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams in a boring game. <laughs> I would have taken after watching that one Jacksonville and Atlanta yeah. played. Is it too late to get them? Uh, yeah, right. No kidding. Anyway, so um, I'm going to break it down by month. You want you want to go first? You want me? Do you want to do it together? How do you want to do this? Month by month, that's fair. Break it into three sections here. Because they are four games in every month. Four yes. in September, four in October, four in November. Love the way it works out. So, Trent, really, real quick, let's get through September. Okay. Uh, I, I have Iowa State winning Cyhawk this year. 
And I'm with you. I, I'm with you there. I still see this as a coin flip. It's going to be a special teams play. It's going to be a, an interception. Three. It's going to be down to the wire. Who mm-hmm. makes that play in the fourth quarter? Give me the home team in that scenario. I'm with you. So we're both at 3-1. and one. I mean, there's not a whole lot. Maybe Ohio's decent defensively. Mm. Not enough offensively, I think, no. to hang. And then what? They were, what, 20-something point fade? What's the 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Uh, Rutgers is Rutgers. It's a I think they're going to be better this year, but I'm with you. Yeah. Iowa will win that football game. And then Middle Tennessee State, they're like four touchdown favorites, are they not? Yeah. Maybe yeah. even more than that. It's a big number there. Big number. And because of that, Middle Tennessee's had some good teams. They lost their quarterback. Yeah, the coach is one of them. No, this is not going to be a, a great Blue Raider team coming to town. So we're both a 3-1 three and one through three the first and one month. Both 3-1 through September. Now, okay. I don't think Cyhawk's going to be as close as you do, but we'll save that for Cyhawk week. All right. So on we go to uh, the month of October where they go to Michigan, home mm-hmm. to Penn State, home to Purdue, homecoming at Northwestern. Purdue and Northwestern have swept them the last couple of years. Michigan, they are a big dog in that football game. Penn State, uh, they are a – Penn State's a very slight favorite. I think it's two. So I – here's how I see it. I didn't like Penn State all off season long. The more I look at this Penn State team, um, they've got a couple of players. Uh, Gross Matos is a really good defensive lineman that you might not know yet, and they've got a linebacker uh, who is going to blow people away. He did last year, and Micah Parsons is his name. I think he led the team in tackles. He's a sophomore uh, linebacker. You, mm-hmm. this is the next linebacker at linebacker. You, so I, I, that t- that game to me is a coin flip. I think. I think best case scenario, Trent, they come out of the month of October two and two. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. They win two football games. I don't see them winning at Michigan. I agree with you there. Um, the Penn State game to me is a toss-up. A toss-up. If it's per- a toss-up, though, they can win it. They absolutely can win it. They can beat Purdue and Northwestern, too, or they can lose them. And that's 3-1. and one. That's 3-1. and one. I just don't see it. You don't see it. I think that they're going to lose one of the two games at the beginning. And one of the two games to finish the month of October. I've got them two and two at best, maybe one and three. And it wouldn't be a stretch there. These are teams that they have struggled with recently. Mm-hmm. Penn State, back to back heartbreakers. Two games where the now their first offense one, stinks. Trent, their new quarterback, yeah. new running back. Offense stinks. Are you saying we're going to get a six four game again? I mm, hope not. You know what? I like that game. I love that. That was a fun game. That was a fun game. Once in a lifetime, though. Yeah, I don't want to see it again. We've seen it, right? Right. We saw that one happen. Maybe like 11-9 or something like that. And ABC doesn't want that either. because Or whoever has the night. Uh, ESPN will have that one. Probably, yeah. That'll be a big one, certainly. I see it kind of similar. I don't give them much of a shot against Michigan. They played historically well Mm -hmm. against the Wolverines. I do like what they're going to do with Gaddis, the new offensive coordinator, though. Playing up-tempo and Iowa's first look. In a phone booth that they're playing Harbaugh-style football, yeah. Certainly give me Iowa in the points and a chance to pull the upset. If they are actually playing up-tempo, though, Michigan I'm speaking of, I don't see Iowa being able to keep up. The other three, I like them against Penn State. Like you said, probably going to be an uglier game, mm-hmm. that 2017 type of one. Both teams have good defenses. But it's going to swing back in Iowa's favor. I like them there. I like them against Northwestern. I do believe, like many, that the Wildcats are taking a step back. But Did you believe that last year? Uh, I don't remember where I was on the Wildcats, honestly, a year ago. Purdue, though, Jeff Brom has run circles around Kirk Ferentz. And until that changes, give me Purdue. I'm with you. Two and two. 
maybe different fashions of getting there. But still two and two. So we have them five and three. Going five and into, three going into the final month. And that to me is best case scenario because I, I could easily see a four and four. So they start in Madison at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, we both didn't like for the longest time. We're thinking, you know, this is this is the year that they come back to the pack. Is this a six, maybe a seven-win team? It could it be that bad? They got the best running back maybe in the country. Uh, they, they're they not going with the true freshman at quarterback. Their offensive line, while they, re- while they had to replace a ton of guys, it's still Wisconsin O-line. Give me the Badgers. Bucky. For you too? I'm going the same way. Yeah, and got to see it. The only victory that they've had in Camp Randall since, well, back when they owned Wisconsin over before the last 15 years, was a game where the quarterback, Stave, got his foot stepped on, he fumbled the football, right. and he won it 10-6 in a game yeah. where C.J. Beathard it was didn't even throw for 100 yeah. yards during the 15-0. Now, the, the 12th and 0 regular season during 2015, if that happens again, okay. You're going to tell me that whoever's quarterbacking the Badgers at the time fumbles a couple of times and you're able to eke out a is victory. Is it Cohn or is it Mertz by then? Mm. I, I don't have a good read. Okay, I don't have a great read still on this Wisconsin team. You can tell me... They're going to win the division again, and they're going to bounce back after it was just a step back a year ago. I could buy it, or they are hovering around 7-5. and five. But much like Purdue, until I see it with this Iowa team, I'm not going to believe it. I got a loss in that one. But the final loss for the Hawkeyes. The final loss. So you've got them beating Minnesota oh, and yeah. Illinois at home and going to Lincoln and continuing with that, what is it, four in a row now uh, that the Hawks have knocked off. Ah, uh, Nebraska. Interesting. Going into that stretch, after the first two games for Iowa this year, two wins against Miami of Ohio and Rutgers, I have them alternating. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, until that final stretch mm. of three games, and they get it done there. That has Iowa finishing at 6-3 and three in the Big Ten, 8-4 mm-hmm. and four overall. But as I went through the numbers and I plugged everything in and I W'd and L'd every game in the Big Ten, at 6-3... and three, Iowa will tie for the division lead. And with it, we'll have the tiebreaker against the other 6-3 and three team that I had, and that is the Minnesota Gophers. Tiebreaker, advantage Iowa, 8-4, and 6-3, and three, but good enough to get to Indianapolis and get your shot against the big boy from the East. And maybe with an upset there, well, it would be a return trip to the Rose Bowl. Maybe yeah, better not than going to the playoff at that no, record. No. Not going to the playoff, the Big Ten gets left out again. All right, uh, well, I can't pick the Hawks to beat Minnesota. But you can't. You I can't. I'm not, I'm not picking against decades. my Gophers. They haven't won their two decades. That's my Gophers, Trent. I'm not, I'm not picking against my Gophers. Chief Lou Holtz is not walking through that door. Don't care. Don't need him. They got P.J. Fleck. <laughs> Philip. Philip Fleck. Uh, so you got a loss to the Gophers. Yes, I think Minnesota. You're going down that road. Okay. I am. I'm going to die on that hill. I told you that in the beginning of July. Uh, of course, they'll beat Illinois. Okay. But then it comes down to this. Is this a 6-6 six and six football team? Is this a six and five football team? I think they are when they go to Lincoln the day after Thanksgiving. Do they extend it to five in a row? Or does Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost finally snap that streak? Yes. Wow. Yes. You have I was six and six. Six and six. Six and, and six. I don't, I don't think it's crazy. Now you could say you're of course you can't say it every day, folks. I, I hear you. The Minnesota game, if Minnesota does isn't as good as I think they can be, then they're seven. I don't think they're going to beat Nebraska. I mean, I'll put that out there. I don't think they'll beat. Uh, they're going to beat the Huskers. So is the Minnesota game to me the swing game? And since I picked them, I'm going to stick with them. So I'll go six and six. If they beat Minnesota, they'll be seven and five. 
Six and six is what Ken has. I have eight and four overall. Four and five in the Big Ten for the Hawkeyes in your scenario. Six and three for me. Off to San Francisco. San Francisco and a lot. If this comes to fruition, there's going to be a lot of angry, Mm -hmm. angry Hawkeye fans. Because there's three, maybe, maybe there's two for sure first round picks. Here's the one saving grace that that I look at, and I've mentioned this a couple times this summer, a decade ago. Iowa really liked the talent on the football team, Mm -hmm. but it was all about the schedule. That year, they went to Wisconsin and Iowa State. Now, Iowa State wasn't the same as this Iowa State. They went to Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State that year, Penn State. All those games were on the road. Maybe even, you can argue, a more difficult schedule, certainly in conference, than it was even this year. And what did they do? They just kept winning football games because of the talent on the team. I think there's a ton of talent on this team. On the defense, I agree with you. I think there's a ton of talent on the offense. The two tackles I'll give you. You have a three-year starter quarterback. Who's still... Three-year starter quarterback that is going to break Chuck Long's touchdown record. Yes, I agree. And do it in three seasons. Probably will, yes. He is going to, if he throws 25 touchdowns again this year, become only the second ever Big Ten quarterback to do that. Mm -hmm. The other guy, Drew Brees. Pretty good career. Does he throw that many touchdowns without the two tight ends? He did it the year previous. Who's going to catch the ball? Who's going to lead the team? See, I think It's going to be Nico Regani. I know, that's pedestrian to me. It's pedestrian, but it's the exact same guy that we've seen with Nick Easley. No, he's been in the same same position. And Riley McCarron. These three guys Mm -hmm. over the last seven years now have been that guy. Mm -hmm. Everything we've heard has been great. And Tyrone Tracy has been just as good, if not Mm -hmm. better, in that role. And we'll see about Oliver Martin if he's out there. Brandon Smith. Smith Marset has had his best camp ever in a Hawkeye uniform. We know how dynamic they are. Really? Okay. It's going to be throwing the football more to the wide receivers. It's not going to be tight ends. Waiting's going to be. Grab it for four yards. He's not going to be up the seam making plays that way. Mm-hmm. This team is going to be talented. Defense, I agree with you. I still not. I'm still not. I mean, you you made a good case for the offense. I I wish they had better receivers, Trent. And I've said that for the last couple of years now. Other than this is the best the receivers they've had the last eight years. Well, it's not saying a lot, but it is okay. But it's still not saying a lot. And they've got him six and six, six and six, six. So and they're six. worse. And by far, I haven't seen anything below eight and four of you. A few seven and fives, but Was not there? many. Yeah, not many. Media, yeah. Have you? Yeah. You see any six and six? You're the only one. You're going on that hill. I think it's more likely they go seven nine and five. Nine, yeah. I think that's kind of the the break even. But I would take the under at any sports book in the state. Any sports book? Well, they're seven and five everywhere. They're no, they're eight. Well, over, right. I mean, the, in the, Iowa City at right. Riverside. True. So that even gives me more wiggle. Right. But what I'm saying is the worst the worst case for me is I can get seven and a half. I think you're missing this one. I think you're going to be off on the Hawks. Well, I have been before. <laughs> yes. uh, I had an awful year of football last year. Uh, we will do Iowa State tomorrow. We'll yes. talk to Bill Bender next as we continue on here. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Let's get right to him. Bill Bender, SportingNews.com, joins us this time each and every Wednesday uh, during the college football season. Bill, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, good to talk to you, Bill Bender. How are you? I'm doing well. I t- told Troy... or. Trent, Troy, Trent. Hello. This is one of those that, can you hear me? I yeah, you. loud and clear. I have a new phone, so I'm getting used to putting it next to my ear. <laughs> I'm probably going to find the headphones. Um, 
new phone, new season. Should be a lot of fun. Indeed. Can't wait. You know where I want to start with you, and I'm sure you've been following the Brian Hoffman uh, with the NCAA and the kid who wants to transfer to uh, Devotech, get closer uh, to his mom who's fighting cancer. And apparently the NCAA is part of their questioning. Uh, we're, we're grilling the kid is, you know, when your mom was diagnosed and had surgery at 50 years old, why didn't, didn't she quit her job as a teacher if it was as bad as you're trying to uh, make it believe that, that it is? Brian Hoffman's response was she's a teacher. She doesn't have enough years to get full pay for her pension. We simply couldn't afford it. That was one of the reasons, that was one of the questions the NCAA apparently took into consideration when denying, uh, denying, denying his waiver. Bill, I, I can't figure out this, uh, this organization. I really can't. No, in, in situations like that, yeah. I mean, we've all been there, right? Um, you know, I grew up in a I'm not going to share too much, but we had some issues in our family growing up with some mental health stuff with my dad. And um, you got to take all of them seriously. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I think that's one of those where you let the player uh, definitely play. Um, and, and another reason why we just need to go to let them transfer once for free. Yep. The second time, if that's happening, it would have to be an extreme case to let them have a waiver. I just think it's another reason this, this kind of movement should take place. Couldn't agree with you more, Bill Bender. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, to some happier things. Uh, hopefully, they'll figure that out and do so uh, for the player and his family. But Bill, you wrote about and Trent and I talked about her this early in the week as I watched Fox Sports their hour long special last week. And as we know, Fox is making their eleven Central, noon Eastern, their marquee game of the day. I love the set. I really do. I think Brady Quinn and Bush and Liner and Urban Meyer I thought was terrific this past Saturday. Look, game day's game day. It's always going to be number one, but I think Fox has it right, Bill Bender. How about you? Yeah, I wrote about that a little bit today. I mean, Brady's, when when guys in my demographic, I mean, I was talking to our executive producer about it, and I mean, you think of Brady Quinn and Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush and Urban Meyer and all around that 05 to 07 window, they were the biggest thing in the sport. And that's not that long ago. And it's one that younger viewers can relate to because they remember the Bush push. They remember, um, you know, Texas, USC. They remember, uh, you know, Urban at Florida and and most recently Urban at Ohio State. So I, I know Urban's going to be awesome in the studio. It's just a question of how long. Oh, hmm. USC is a job that would make a whole lot of sense. Is is that the odds-on favorite? And USC in general, Clay Helton, has he got any shot of even winning 9-10 games this year and, and keeping his job for another season? Well, I mean, we're, JT Daniels is really going to have a lot of pressure on him to get that done. Yeah. Knowing that, um, look at the first half of the schedule. I mean, they don't have an easy one Saturday. And Fresno, I know, well, I think they're going to win, though, because Fresno did lose a lot of pieces, including their quarterback. I mean, Jeff Tesla's not going to make it easy on Clay Helton on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The rest of their schedule, if they lose that one, you start to wonder, don't you start to wonder where's the first win going to come? Because they play Stanford and Washington and, you know, Oregon and Notre Dame. And I don't, you said nine, 10 wins. I'm thinking they need to get to a bowl game, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, you know, freshman quarterback all over the quarterbacks all over the place. Arizona State, Boise, uh, Mac Brown's got one, Auburn's got one, a uh, a legacy there. Uh freshman quarterbacks getting a chance maybe sooner than uh than we're used to, Bill Bender. Are you noticing that? But I mean you know he's got a handful. I think they're exciting ones too. I mean whether Bo Nix and whether he's the guy that keeps Auburn going, whether it's uh Arizona State, you know, Herm, Herm's going to play his guy. I like to move there. 
I'm really interested in seeing how, though. Um, and Mac Brown's first big recruit going to lead that team against an experienced guy that was a freshman when he started, and Jake Bentley. And I think that's one of those back-and-forth games. I lived down there for a while. I know how the two Carolinas feel about each other, and uh, it's like brothers that don't like each other. Imagine that. And uh, um, I think it's going to be a fun game. So we got the rank versus rank matchup, Oregon against Auburn. Outside of that game, though, and it's a big one in its own right, and, mm-hmm. and certainly for the Pac-12, too. After what happened last year, Washington two years previous got in. Then they open up the season getting beat by Auburn. Important for that conference as a whole. What else intrigues you, though? When you look at the matchups, what else do you think we're going to get a real barn burner that's going to come down to the wire? Um, You know, I I, I think a, a couple of these games, Oklahoma and Houston's going to have a ton of points. I think Thursday night, I think they're playing Thursday, Utah-BYU. Yes. Um, and that's late-night TV right there mm-hmm. because Utah's playoff sleeper, and that can go up in smoke in state rival at their house. Um, you know, I, I like that game. And then I'm just, it's just a big thing, guys. I'm just intrigued by much many of the matchups. I think most of them are going to win. But, you know, watching Justin Fields and watching the new Michigan offense and watching – Honestly, I think Northwestern Stanford is going to be a heck of a fight. I do, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, what time is that game? Does anybody know? Is that a night game? I think, I think it's in the earlier slot because the late night treat that night is, um, what is it? Uh, Washington State and New Mexico State. Okay. Yeah. So I think we'll be safe there with the, the Cougars winning that game. 3 o'clock is the start time on that one. That is Big Fox will have that. So that'll be a national game, Northwestern Six and a half point dog out there in Palo Alto. Yeah, I sign up for that one, no doubt about it. Bill, back to last week. Did you learn more about Miami, Florida, or Arizona? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably Florida because I just know it's going to be if they don't get more out of Felipe, they're not going in. Right. You know, they'll, they'll maybe take a step back. And I thought both of those teams won hand lost. I thought Florida. You know, they won the game, but the, the quarterback play came into focus. With Miami, you lose the game, but, man, I came away thinking, man, he's got those guys playing hard. Mm-hmm. And that goes somewhere. when it, you see, it reminded me of Tennessee last year. Like, Tennessee wasn't good last year, but they played hard for Jeremy. And that tells me the players are bought into Manny and his vision. And with his ties to Miami, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, so bear with me if I'm repeating myself, but I think he's going to get them – Maybe not where they were in the 80s or the late 90s, but he's going to get them to a place where they can compete. Bill, will we see a Week 0 game next year? I mean, I know there was a lot of uh, your compatriots uh, that were not really pleased with the product that was on the field, and Trent points out you're going to see more of that this it's week. It's going to be sloppy it's, again. It's going to be sloppy again. Uh, I, I think, that, look, the TV ratings were, were, I think, better than ESPN had hoped that they were going to be, so America watched the game. Will we watch a Week 0 game next year and then going forward, Bill? Oh, for sure. They're going to... They're going to uh, um, push this because it worked. I mean, they're not going to care about the quality. They're going to care about the ratings. And the rate, people watched it. I saw it on. I was out a little bit on a Saturday night. But, you know, and hit the ball and had a beer and watched some of it. And it was on. And people were watching it. And then more people were watching it than they were watching the Indians. So, uh, <laughs> it's, and then, well, of course, kind of got trumped a little bit by uh, um, luck. The luck retirement. Yeah, that was absolutely. wild on Saturday night completely changed uh, what the, the night turned into in college football, getting the lid lifter there and Andrew Luck uh, going the other direction. Hey, last thing for me for you, Bill, out to Penn State, 
of course, a program that has had all kinds of different things in varying degrees of obviously horrific stories. This one, on a different scale, the former team doctor alleging that James Franklin told him to play guys that weren't ready to play. I mean, it reminds you of some movies that you see in you know, a program back in the day and blue chips and, and things like that. Just get them out there and get them ready to go. Your takeaway from this, and, and Franklin in general, you know, we mentioned the USC job. There's been many people that have speculated maybe that would be a destination with him. How things continue for him at Penn State? Well, I think he, he's an interesting uh, coach. I mean, he's done a good job um, upgrading the talent there, certainly. He's done a nice job winning a Big Ten championship. Not everybody can say they've done that in the Big Ten. Um, but, you know, he, he struggled against some of the better teams. He struggled against uh, Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State. And um, he, he I don't, I, I've been around James. He's an intensely po- positive coach. But to some people, not me, but others, he, he can rub other people wrong. I think that's fair by now. We've seen enough stories like that. Indeed. Last thing, how do you how do you see the his team this year? Obviously, you know they're replacing some guys on offense. I think their defense is really good. Uh, how do you see Penn State? Well, it's going to be interesting because they're they're banking on Sean Clifford and the yeah. a guy like Trace McSorley. It's going to be tough, um, but I think their defense is what I'm excited about. They're going to pass rush with a. Uh, Gross Matos, yep. uh, Michael Parsons, guys like that. And again, their season sets up nicely, somewhat schedule wise. So we'll see if they can get through Michigan and, and get to that Ohio State game, which has kind of been the story of their season the last three years. Indeed, it has. For what might have been in those games. Yeah, Parson, linebacker U, he is the next representative of linebacker U. He's a good one, no doubt about that, and just a sophomore. Bill Bender, sportingnews.com. Read him at sportingnews.com. Hear him with Miller and Condon every Wednesday at this time throughout the college football season. Bill, as always, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you, Bill Bender, sportingnews.com. That uh, Stanford Northwestern game, perfect. Three o'clock. Clones will be done. Hawks don't start till six thirty. Uh huh. You think that's going to be good? Well, I want to watch Northwestern just because of the Big Ten. I'd like to find the Rutgers game because they play Iowa the week after. Sure. And and I'm a little down on myself, so I'm going to punish myself. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Who's Rutgers played? I don't even know. <laughs> week one. I'm guessing Big Ten Network's got it. Uh, UMass. Six fifteen. Oh, you're kidding me! Well, so on, much for also that. on BTN, so the Overflow Channel will have that. I won't. I'll check that. That's Friday night. Oh, is it? It is. And now, Colorado, Wisconsin, Colorado State play Friday night too. Wisconsin, South Florida play Friday night, and that's early, correct? That's six o'clock. Also, Michigan State hosting Tulsa. Not bad. As Sparty normally struggles in that game. Friday's better than Thursday. Maybe uh, something to keep an eye on when we make our picks on Friday. I'm liking the Golden Hurricane early here as I look at the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Purdue at Nevada late night Friday night eight thirty. The kickoff on Not that one. Not going to be easy. Or Nevada, depending on uh, <laughs> what we're talking about. It will be Nevada. Yes, it will. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you know what? I think Purdue leaves. Did they leave yesterday or today? They're going out early. Oh, as as you should. Elevation absolutely. and yep. time zone. Yes, first game. Absolutely understand that. So four Big Ten mm-hmm. teams will be playing on Friday night. One on Thursday with the Gophers Love it. hosting the Jackrabbits. That's not easy. That's not an easy game. Jackrabbits are picked... They're top five for oh, sure. Oh, they are. Yes. Do you uh, do, have you seen the number for that one? No. Take a stab. Your my, my Gophers are favored of uh, fourteen. Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Yeah. Tight game. It is not an easy spot. No. For Minnesota to begin their championship season, so we shall <laughs> see. And then they get Fresno State, I think. That they do, do, which 
Bill talked about them with USC. That's who Fresno opens mm-hmm. with. I think they're going to be down from what they were mm-hmm. a year ago. But not easy plays. Not, not, you no. go out there to play them. Uh, and then Georgia Southern, who won 10 games themselves a year ago. There you go. It's... It doesn't wow you when you look at that schedule. It doesn't, does it? But it's... A closer look. Tougher than you'd think, as uh, Lee Corsa likes to say. And he will say it on Saturday ah, and then every yes. Saturday for the next 14 glorious weeks. And he'll be there Thursday as they'll open up the season with... Uh, uh, the ACC tilt. Yes, That's Clemson, right, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Um, the launch of the ACC network. That's what right, that is more official. than anything. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. And people that yep. don't have it... Friday is better than Thursday, Trent. I think... I mean, I'd like the the Holy War, mm-hmm. Utah-BYU. That'll be fun. Uh, what have you got tonight? You're going to watch your tw- Twins t- this afternoon or no, that's tomorrow That's afternoon. tomorrow, yeah. Right. They're uh, normal times, 7 o'clock uh, tonight. Cubs, 610 mm-hmm. first start as they're out there with the Mets. Do you like the Cubs tonight? How about the Cardinals this afternoon against Brewers? Perfect. 1 o'clock first pitch. Yes. I know you are going to be sinking your teeth into that one. Love those day spots. Yes. And uh, Brewers. You, you have to win this one. They, they do. They have to win this game. I'm throwing dirt on them. It's I not think you can. Good. I yeah. think you can. Do you have a play tonight? Mm, nothing I love. But you'll find something. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I got I got the shakes. I'll, I'll be doing something. I got a big play tomorrow, though. Oh. Big play. College well, football play. That I love that I'll be throwing out tomorrow. Interesting. Good stuff. Well, that's going to do it for today. Mark Morehouse will be a part of the program tomorrow. We'll do our Iowa State forecast. We're going to go on record. Uh, eight and four for Trent on the Hawks, six and six for me. Uh, and then we'll do Iowa State tomorrow at some point in the program. Stephen M. Sipple will join us on Nebraska, his weekly spot, Mark Morehouse. Oh, and other stuff as well. Uh, Murph and Andy at 2. The Fanatics at 4. Then the Morning Rush will start Thursday morning at 6. Miller and Condon, thanks for being with us. 1460 KXNO.